I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there. Join the Militia. Rate, review, subscribe, especially on iTunes. We appreciate everybody who has done so already. Syracuse opens up ACC play with a route of Boston College, 101-63. It was all orange from tip to buzzer. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback. And we're going to be joined by none other than James Zuba. He's going to help with some fan feedback, maybe a couple buy-seller holds. And uh, earlier this afternoon... Looks like the Orange added another game to the schedule against Northeastern this Wednesday. We'll let you know what we think about that. So, a packed show. How's it going, Joe? Good. Good. How you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Joe. (laughs) I tried to pump Joe up before the show. And, um, you know, all I could say is I tried. So, I don't know how... Look, I'm sorry, okay? It's been a bad two days. Shut my finger in my door yesterday at work. Car door? And uh, Car door, yeah. How, how does one shut their own finger in a car door? I don't know. I don't know. It was my break. I said, oh, I forgot my coffee in my car. I'm going to go run and get my coffee. And I don't know. I was moving too fast and slammed my finger in the door, and it latched. And it I latched, my too. It latched. So and, when you do um, it, you do it right. Um, if that's what right is to you, yeah. Well, so, I mean, drop, yeah. drop my coffee, but at that point, I didn't need coffee anymore, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm were. sitting there just struggling to try to get the key out of my pocket because, of course, I locked it before I shut it. You so. locked it, shut it. Mm. Your finger was stuck in there. The doors latched and locked, and you had to actually use keys. And to I get your struggled to get the keys out of my yep pocket, and yep, it was um. <laughs> It's the good end of the week. It's the good end Jeez, of the week. Crow. I didn't you hear know? that one yet. Yeah, yeah. So all right, like, show's and, over. And then, <laughs> and then I just was talking to you about ordering food. Food gets here, and uh, missing a couple items. Oh, nice. You know, when you're when you're paying that much through Grubhub, you want it to be you know? there. You want it to be there anyway. 
But Grubhub, what? I mean, that third what's party gen- stuff. What's General Sows without rice? I don't know. Right. Just General Sows. Is it Sows? I mean, is it Sows? I don't know. What is it Tissot? Sows, Tissot. I don't know. All right. I guess I can make my own rice and, you know, a seaweed salad. Yeah, but you got to have. missing as well. They do jasmine rice, right? Uh yeah yeah okay well you have jasmine rice I don't know I doubt I'll it I'll figure it out I doubt it all right pack show let's hear from coach we really did a good job finding shooters Rutgers we gave them open looks uh, you know part of it was you know Buddy stabilizes the defense as well as the offense and it was great that he hit those first two I didn't think he didn't shoot it well in practice the last two days so I didn't expect him to shoot it that one very well and he didn't he got really good shots after that but he made the two that counted Rick did a great job passing the ball Joe got to open spaces and when he gets open looks he obviously Quincy was really good early it was our best ball movement um and college has been a tough team you know they beat Rhode Island they had Villanova late they were up 15 at Minnesota um and we played well on both ends of the court um our defense was better overall. They missed some shots in the second half. The first half, we guard them pretty good. Second half, they missed some shots. But uh, it was good to get everybody comfortable. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing this 45 years, but everybody out there knows who should be playing here except me. So, What have you liked about the way Woody has played? Everything. He just goes out and plays. He's not afraid. He gets a shot. He makes it. I mean, I, that's hard to do. And he's not a great shooter. It's not like he's a great shooter. And he, he he's he's okay, but he's he's active. He runs. He moves without the ball. Um, he's a smart player. He picks up things quickly. Picks up things really quickly. Um, yeah, I like everything about what he's done. Hopefully, we can get through this. Uh, that's that's. It's all we can do. And everybody says it's about the NCAA tournament. No, no, it's just about playing. If there was no tournament, I would want to play these games for these guys. If there was no tournament, we still, I still want to play. They want to play. Is if, one player in college basketball said they don't want to play? One. One player. I mean, some football players opted out because that's pro career thing, which that's another story. And for anybody's information, I do have trouble breathing with a mask. I have bad nasal passages, my guy told me. So when I'm on the court, I pull it down to make myself heard, and I'm 20 feet away from anybody. If I'm sitting in my chair, I'm 10 feet away from anybody. And then when you go in the huddle, you got to take it down to talk to them. I can't talk through the mask. They don't hear me. So the rest of the time, I try to keep it up. Trying to keep it there, but it's uh, it's not that it's been hard for me. It's a hard adjustment, but I'm doing the best I can with it. The Coach Montage is brought to us by Bet Online. Look, you might not be able to get to a game this year unless you're James Zuba, who is seemingly at every Syracuse game on the planet. Um, so, what's the second best thing? Well, get to Bet Online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable. The season from game spread and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. BetOnline. You dig the music, Joe? Is it putting you to sleep? No, no, not really. It kind of is. I've been hearing that for the last week, so. All I'm day sorry. Today. I'm sorry. Well, wrapping presents and I, doing lights. I, I can't stop with the Christmas <sighs> music, bro. It must go on. So. It's okay in the beginning, but after a while, it kind of just drives me crazy in my head. Yeah, it's, cause you're, it's because you hate Christmas. Joe's a Christmas hater, not. by the way. Yes, he is. <sighs> the good, the bad, the ugly. First, the good. Welcome back, Buddy Beheim, man. I mean, what can you say? I think it proved to be huge. So uh, 17 points, 25 minutes. And he also surpassed his own father on the all-time scoring list. He moves up to 93rd by 1.746, one point better than Coach Jim Beheim. 58.7% shooting overall as a team with all five starters in double digits. That's all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Awesome. Alan Griffin leading them with 22. Griffin on the year averaging 18.4 points a game in 32.6 minutes so far. He's also the only one uh, uh, during the game to have a double-double. Uh, he added 10 rebounds to his 22 points. And, Joe, they just made it look easy from everywhere. Just a, just a couple of games ago, we were looking for Syracuse to break the three-point record in a game. And they do it at Conte Form with 16 made threes. Joe, 5 for 7 for 71.4% from three. He's shooting 37.5% on the year from distance. Ball mm-hmm. movement was awesome, 23 to 17 assists to turnover ratio. Marek, an absolute stud with his ability to set teammates up in a, un, the most unselfish player on the court by far. Um, not that any of them really are, really. Uh, finally, Syracuse was plus 11 on the boards. The bad, bad for BC. The, the zone was great. 
and the Golden Eagles, they never came close to getting any kind of rhythm because of it. Uh, they just played a great job, Syracuse. That is on D. Uh, BC shot 35.3% from the field as a team. The bad for SU. Still need to clean up the offense a little bit. It's going to be extremely hard to, you know, win some of these games. And you got, you're putting up, you know, 17 turnovers, 16, 15, 17 turnovers. Uh, the ugly, Ashton Langford with a need in the midsection of Mark drawing a flagrant one. I mean, mm. come on, man. Play the game. Don't be a piece of shit. Pretty simple. So, yep. Joe, there was never a doubt in this one. Buddy comes back ready to go as we expected. My biggest takeaway from this game, I think, is got to be no matter who's on the court, they're playing as a team. Just great team ball all around. Yeah, and this, again, comes down to basically all the players being able to do that, right? There's a situation where we have a majority of our lineups where guys can put it on every guy can put it on the floor. They can dribble. They can pass. I mean, Mari can't shoot threes, but everyone else that's out there other than him usually can. Uh, and again, like you said, they're playing unselfish. And uh, I think one of the biggest things here was obviously we jumped up and punched him in the mouth. But obviously you saw um, a way, way better um, defense. <laughs> on our end uh, this time around against Boston College. We talked about the teams Boston College has played against, and they've played against good competition and kept it close. So, like, to Jim Christian and what he said in his post-game press conference, uh, they, uh, I don't know why they played that lethargic and it seemed like they weren't ready, uh, but nobody saw that coming. And I don't think even Syracuse fans saw that coming. Uh, Boston College fans didn't see that coming. And um, it kind of went kind of to the way that we thought uh, it was going to go. They didn't really shoot that well from three. Uh, they had uh, Kelly come off the bench and Huck 11 only made four. Uh, I was really actually impressed with Karnick. Uh, yeah. The, the Lehigh transfer. He 20 shot a, yeah, shot a really good percentage, had some rebounds in there. Um, but uh, and obviously other than tabs, no one could really hit the three. Uh, Stefan Mitchell didn't look the same. C.J. Felder was – uh, big down there, but they, they just really didn't score the, the way that they normally do. So uh, really just kudos to the defense. And I think that we kind of just took their their will away early. And um, it just seemed like at some points it was just way too easy and they weren't even really trying, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what I got. I was like, well, I'm, 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 I mean, Gary A was just, it was like a men amongst boys out there. He was just unstoppable. It was insane, mm-hmm. really. When you when you when you're watching the game, you're like, how is this so easy right now? It's right, cr- it was crazy. And the, yeah, and that's one of those games that usually we're we're in a situation where there's only a couple pe- players that are offensive weapons or anything like that. But that's again why I think we're dangerous this year is because we have so many players that can shoot and do different things, and there's going to be a mismatch somewhere, right? I mean, you could see it. We could have fed Guerriere all night, and he could have had 30 points if he wanted to. Yeah, I know. He you played know, 30 he minutes, but um, still. He, he didn't He didn't fall in love with this three-point shot. Got back down, getting rebounds, and getting in the mix. Uh, Griffin getting 10 rebounds really impressed me. The six turnovers, though, obviously you got to clean that up. Um, yeah, I mean, 17 turnovers overall was really one of the, the ones that I saw. It's just we really got to clean that portion of it up. Um, but other than that, if we keep yeah. playing defense like that. It's it's the yeah. only thing to, only that's the only thing to nitpick. Yeah, I mean it's not really yeah, a really. nitpick either. It's really not. Right, seventeen's way too many. Well, and they make they, they, it's it's everything across the board, right? Eleven out of twelve free throws for almost ninety two percent. I mean, 
16 to 31. We shot over 50% again with yeah, 16 with the threes. Record. And we shot f- f- 59% as far as field goals. Yeah. So, I mean, we just overall, it was a great offensive game. And they were just never going to be able to keep up with us because of our defensive effort. And as long as we can have that kind of effort, then we don't have to worry about replacing people and maybe switching up the starting lineup and, and everything like that. Um, my question is, is <laughs> who moves when Sidibe comes back? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't I mean, know. You Obviously, see this lineup. Be there. The first, huh? Obviously, he's going to be in there. Right. That's a tough. That's a tough call. We're back to where we were. That's a good question for James when he comes on. We're back to where we were with the conundrum between Gary A and, and Griffin. Yeah, and realistically, this is the first game that we saw this 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 lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's not the not the full line. Obviously, against Bryant, they started like yeah, they started the same, up, same. This is what it ended up being, but yeah. Sidibe started right, right. Well, and for so four that kind of changed yeah. what they were doing. Plus, we already talked about why the Bryant game went the way it went. But then, Buddy and Sidibe have been out since that game. Yeah, until now. So uh, it was it was a fun game to watch. And again, it's just one of those. I know a lot Hitting of times triple maybe, digits too. Huh? 101 points, man. I was rooting for yeah. the hundo. That's this good. game went this game went like one of the old school where a top 25 team playing against you know, Ryder. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I we haven't dominated a team like that in the ACC since we've been in the ACC. No. 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 <laughs> so we see our offense, we see what it is and um I was I was thoroughly impressed. Uh Gerard came out hot. And again, we know he can do that. And we've talked about him. We know he's a good player. Um, when this team, when they play like this and they move the ball around and you got Doljai who's playing center and, and he's basically, he could be a, a point center if he wanted to. Everyone passes the ball. He can dribble the ball up. And uh, I mean, Doljai had seven assists. He led the team with assists. Yeah, he did a and great job. Plays, and he plays center, right? So yeah. when you have a team like this and you can spread out and you got these shooters, you don't necessarily need a traditional point guard. So as long as Joe is playing um, good defense and the efforts there and um, he's making his shots and stuff like that, then it's not really necessary to make that change with Kadari, even though Kadari is, he came in, gave us 20 minutes, another four steals. Um, it just seems like every time he's in there, he's getting steals and he's all over the place. Uh, and, and Newton impressed me as well. So uh, those guys are only going to get better, but um, yeah, dude, it's going to be a, f- fun season to watch just hoping that you can get the the effort as far as defense and rebounding night in and night out yeah and it's going to be different when it when and if cdv comes back anytime soon uh, coach said in his presser that it was going to be a while i think were his exact words so not falling into that trap huh? well I know, have doc- I know he's you're not. gonna have doctors to say one thing or another we know barama's had history with knees anyway so who knows if it's going to take a little bit more time to rehab that but overall you don't, as a coach, you don't fall into that trap and say, oh, he should be, you know, what the what the media wants to hear is, oh, he should be back by this game. Right. So that they can report on it. And then if it's anything different, well, coach, you said he was going to be back by this game. What happened? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, you like, never you never give specifics. So, absolutely. Right. So that's that's the that's Jim's. He's he's privy to the game. So, yeah, yeah, especially with this media. So anyway, all right, let's get James on, see what he thinks. All right, joining us now, the deputy editor of Basketball Things at Noon Magicians, 
315 legend, proudly from the 315, at James Zuba. James, your title changed. No, it did not. I've always been the deputy. Oh, really? But yeah, I'm the deputy. Yeah, thanks for letting people know I'm the deputy, not the chief. Yeah, I'm, I'm number two, so that's great. <laughs> that's I've what you're doing. You, everything in my life. You so. changed. You changed your Twitter bio. That's where I got it from. <laughs> it's been this, it's been like that for a while. Has it? Oh, okay. I, yeah. I guess I just haven't noticed it lately. So still, yeah, the, I'm a pretty unnoticeable guy. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're still Syracuse basketball beat writer for Noon's Magician as well. <laughs> You know, whatever we call it. Same yeah. thing, right? Apparently, same same thing. Um, pretty much doing the same thing I've been, man. I'm, you know, editing the basketball kids. We got some some new guys in the fold, and they've been doing some good work. So that's exciting. And then, uh, yeah, I've been uh, covering the Cuse, man. It's been a, an interesting start to the season, to say the least. So you you had a piece at noons. Speaking of which, about being there without fans. You went to a couple games at the Dome. You were just at Boston College. You rubbed it in everybody's face. It's kind of kind of a d- move, but you did it anyway. So, um, for anybody who didn't like read the, <laughs> for anybody who didn't read the piece, at least we got at least oh. we got someone there. At least we got someone there. Now he says he's there, but I always look for him on TV. I mean, there's ten people there. Like I should be able to find James. But I can never find him. That's you know that's another. They blend in with the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, that's right. The, the cardboard cutouts can get you. So, uh, what's what's it like, especially at the dome? First, tell us how's the dome. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm like Waldo, so there's a good chance you just you won't see me. That's fine. I'm just um, looking for the no, hair, bro. The dome. <laughs> yeah, the, the dome is great. Um, the the reason for that piece is like I wanted to write about that piece for this exact reason to talk about it and to bring people closer to the dome when I know people can't be there. But also, like, it's going to come across as a way, like, weird flex, but okay. No. So I tried to, like, get ahead of that a little bit and be like, look, like, I, I understand, like, I'm not trying to be like, haha, I'm in here and you're not. But at the same time, like, I'm really happy I'm in here. But really, that just, like, stems from my own insecurity, and I can't believe that they let me in in the first place. So yeah. That's, that's so, kind of, like, the tone I tried to strike with it. So No, no, it was very cleverly written. It really was. And, and it was witty. And um, so how do you actually get in there without anybody seeing you? Because pe- <laughs> It's amazing, right? Like, <laughs> I just fly right under the radar. Like, security guys just don't even notice, and... Uh, you know they don't they don't check me they just let me go in and snuck right by him man nice um so when you're there and you're watching the game it, it you can obviously hear everything pretty good it's a whole different feel yeah. i imagine um but is it like even while you're there how much can you get into it without fa- fans there you know cheering on the team and stuff is it just a weird feel yeah. or what yeah, so all jokes aside, you know, it's it's definitely different, and there's definitely a lack of atmosphere. Uh, that's that's apparent, you know. It's kind of, it reminds me a lot, like if anybody's been to like Syracuse basketball camp in the summer, that's what it reminded me of, like being a kid at Syracuse basketball camp when the only people that came in were the parents who were there to watch their kids play bad basketball. But, you know, obviously <laughs> there's more interest here, and, um, you know, obviously games are being played at a high level, or at least a higher level. And, um, you know, it's, it's totally different without the fans. Obviously there's all the upgrades to the amenities. It looks great. The scoreboard's huge. It looks great. The sound system sounds amazing. I think that's one of the more noticeable things is just how crisp and how clear the new sound system is. Um, great for player intros. The lighting looks great. You know, they can, they have the ability to dim the lights 
Um, so in warm-ups, they put like an orange hue on. It changes for the, the national anthem, all those things. You know, if you read the piece, that was that was all in there. So uh, all those things are great. And, um, you know, you can also – the only – one of the very few advantages of not having fans is being able to listen to Jim Beheim and pick up on everything he's saying because that's very entertaining. Is it entertaining? I can imagine. Because <laughs> we do a lot of lip reading, you know, when you watch it on TV. And you can get – Yeah, you can – you can get close with the lip reading, but you know. Have they fixed those bathrooms yet? No. The bathrooms are not fixed. <sighs> the trolls remain for now. We got at least two more years, but you know we're we're not getting fans in this. I think that's pretty much set in stone. So you might get one more year, depending on what happens next fall with the trolls, and then they're going to be out. So um, for now, the the trolls remain though. Yeah, whatever. Be a man. Just trough up. What the freak is a big deal? It's gross. What's a big deal, man? You know, scold, you, Joe, you look straight. You don't wander. Your your head's not supposed to be on a swivel, bro. You're That's supposed to look, you're supposed to look straight, problem. get in there, do the it's thing. Medieval. Everybody's doing the same thing, dude. Everybody's yeah. taking a piss. They're all doing the same thing. Get Have in there. Have you ever been to other stadium? It's had that barbaric. Uh, every racetrack yeah. I've ever it's been. Midi- it's medieval. Every racetrack oh, I've been to has them. Compare NASCAR now, of course. They all have them. That's all trots. Every well, racetrack well I've ever been to. Just line up porta potties in every section too, huh? That's gr- that's more <laughs> gross because now you're <laughs> you're breathing okay. in everybody's oh, really? everybody. You're breathing in everybody's fumes, bro. Yeah, porta potties are gross. They're way more gross yeah. than a trough. What do you think you're doing in the troughs of the dome, dude? There's constant fumes water running through those. Forty-five years of urine. Man, Gross. it's constantly getting washed out, and there's no poop in there. Gotta, there's no poop in they there. You gotta get Adam Weitzman in there, recycle the old metal, get Weitzman in there, <laughs> take out all the old scrap, get some new stuff in there, we'll be good to go. Get hey. some porcelain in there, man. Come on, do it with the times. Yeah. Hey, you could always go in a go Come in on, a with stall, this, right? With this COVID now, we need to we need to have barriers. Yeah, that's true. Come on. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. Uh, James, I asked for your good, bad, the ugly. Let's shift gears into Boston, the Boston College game. You took the trip up to Boston, even had time to do a time-lapse video, which was very clever, all by yourself, all different angles. So um, how was it? How was it? Let's give you, get your good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. It was good to get on the road and just, you know, get kind of a change of scenery. Um, you know, for, for everybody out there, like, when you're covering the games, everybody's socially distanced. You know, you don't even come into contact with anybody. You're wearing a mask, so on and so forth. Um, so just want to put that out there first. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good to get out there, good to get a change of scenery. Um, obviously, Syracuse played well. Uh, we can get into the good, the bad, the ugly. But um, it, was, it was good to get on the road. And, uh, yeah, I did a little time lapse as well. I, I kind of have fun with those. So. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, what, what's your good, bad, and ugly? Go ahead and hit up. All right, so the good, obviously the offense really shined through. Um, all five starters were in double figures. The shooting, Syracuse shot lights out. Um, over 50% from three, knocked down 16, which is a new program record. Uh, so, you know, hats off to Syracuse for the offense there. There, there really wasn't much to nitpick at I in know. this game. That's what we were um, saying. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess, like, the, the bad is Boston College because Boston College <laughs> is terrible. I mean – you know, it's it's funny. Like they're one in five, but I really do feel like they're better than what their record suggests. Because in their first game, they brought Villanova to the brink. I mean, they they almost upset Villanova in the first game. Granted, Villanova hasn't played as well as, as they've been, 
um, in the past, but you know, that's still impressive. They almost won at Minnesota. Um, they beat a good Rhode Island team and then they almost completed a 20 point comeback at St. John's. So they, they've lost some games that they were, they were really in and they were, you know, they're all the way to the end. So I think they're a little bit better, but then they go out and have a performance like that. And it's, it makes you scratch your head a little bit. So, um, and then I, I guess if we're going to nitpick, like with the ugly, um, I would have to say the backup centers were a little disappointing. Um, you, you really start to understand why Beheim has said that, you know, the backup centers just aren't ready and they haven't stood out in practice. And in the minutes that we've seen this year, fair or unfair, they, they just haven't looked good. So, you know, you, you definitely understand why Marex was starting five. And I think it does give Syracuse their best offensive lineup out there with, with him at center. So, uh, but if I had to, you know, nitpick at the ugly, I would say the backup centers didn't do such a great job in that game. Yeah, we're still waiting for them to come through. Coach has said they're not. He's not showing them in practice. I mean, Bolajak, I guess you know, would be the one who seems to be kind of the one out of the the yeah. the bunch that are. I mean, maybe getting first maybe right minutes. Now. Well, right now, to but I know we. It, but, to me, An- to me, uh, Anselm looks like as far as feet wise and everything like that, he looks better as far as that goes between like John Bolajak and Jesse Edwards. It's more or less just getting him. Uh, you know, experience and, and kind of letting the game slow down for him. But did he not reclass? Could he? Is is that not a situation where he could have been a senior this year? Yeah, he he did. He moved up a class, so he was he was a top fifty recruit in the class of twenty twenty one, and he moved up. So so he's really young. But right. I, I agree with you, Joe. He he probably has the highest ceiling of that center group. Um, you know, John Bolajak did some nice things at, at Rutgers earlier in the week, but I think that was a hey, we're on the road against the top 25 team. Let's get the most experienced guy out there. And that's John because he redshirted last year. Right. And um, we're still waiting for um, Robert Braswell to do something. Like, yeah. you know that meme with the with the guy with the stick and he's poking poking, <laughs> the, poking whatever and it's like, come on, do something. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm waiting for Robert Braswell to do something. He's had so much opportunity, man. And he, he went, what do you do? Go over three? What do you do? Yeah, 0 for 3, 0 for 2 from 3. I mean, one was really bad. I don't even think it hit the rim. Um, just, you know, <laughs> Joe, it's not. How do you really feel, though? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yes. I'm not trying to knock the dude. I'm disappointed because I thought that he was a sharpshooter, sharpshooting forward was what he was, like, listed as coming in, and... It's just I'm not frustrated about it. I honestly feel <clears throat> I feel bad that he's not hitting some of this stuff. He's had a lot of like great looks that have just not b- gone in. I don't know because because I'll tell you what the emergence of Woody Newton does not look good for him. Any minutes that are going to come from forward uh, are going to come from him at this point. And like we we spoke earlier, Sean, uh, we don't know what's going to happen when Sadibi comes back. Because this starting five right now looks really, really good. But what do you do? Not start Sadibi? I, I don't know. So any minutes that come from a forward position, especially when Sadibi comes back, I mean, it's it's not going to be going to Braswell. Yeah, Joe, Joe spot on. I, I think, you know, Woody's really solidified himself in that, that first forward off the bench role. Uh, he's, he's looked great. Uh, Beheim said he loves everything that he's doing out there. He just kind of plays aggressive and, Kind of like he has nothing to lose, which he really hasn't. Yeah, and he's the made the most of it. And Man. for Braswell, yeah, you, you feel terrible for Braswell. I, I think he's a guy, his style of game has probably been the most affected by the layoffs and, and the pauses because he's a shooter. 
and he he came in and he made his shots last year. And when you, when you're a shooter and you're coming off the bench, it's it's really difficult to get going. We we've seen Joe play up and down, and you know he's had two really good shooting games and three not so good shooting games. Um, but but those guys, him and Buddy Beheim, get the chance to start and they get a chance to get a rhythm and get a feel. Whereas Braswell's coming in, he's only playing a few minutes. It's really hard to come off the bench and you know just just make a shot. You know it's, it's a very difficult thing to do without getting into the flow of the game. But uh, you, you feel bad for him because he, he looks like he's worked hard. He looks like he's improved. But, you know, it just hasn't shown in games at all. Um, he's just, he just hasn't made shots. Sounds like a coach. He just hasn't made shots. But, oh, yeah. You, know, you, you feel bad because you, you know he's capable, but he just hasn't played up to his potential yet. And we had three games without Buddy or Sidibe, and that allowed so many young players to go out there and experience. And there was a couple of games where Woody and Braswell both had similar minutes. I think Niagara and Ryder. And to me... I mean, you had one guy who didn't look confident and another guy who did. Another guy who didn't look scared and another guy who did. I mean, Braswell, he'd make a play, and then he would do something to kind of negate that. And Woody would make a play on defense or something, and then he's dunking or shooting or making a three. So that's just yeah. that's how roles are carved. And uh doesn't look good for uh, Bobby B. Yeah, well, let's get into what everybody else thought about the game. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, we will present. Artificial noise, huh? You like that? I got artificial noise. I ripped that off right from the dome last last game. (laughs) Last game, right? Right off the TV. You don't need that anymore. Hey, you guys know what to do at the end of each game. I'll ask for your thoughts. Go there, leave them. We'll read some of them. Maybe we'll pick them just at random, but we'll get them on the show. Okay, so. I'm asking for the best of the best here, too. I need him to be good because we got James on, and, I, you know, we got to impress James with the good, the good fan feedback stuff. So here we All go. Right. At ZW Rodburn on Twitter, 62% of baskets made had an assist credit to it. This led to much more open looks, which is likely what led to 51 from deep. If this team can shoot like this and get this kind of play out of they got from Quincy and Mark, they will be hard to beat as ACC play gets underway. Go Orange. I checked the stats. I fact-checked them. It's true. James. Yeah, no, spot on. I mean, for for the entire season thus far, Syracuse has done a really good job of passing the ball. Um, As of today, they're eighth in the country in assisted field goal rate. So, you know, obviously – when you're making shots, that that helps the the assist rate. But they they've passed the ball around well. They've they've done a really good job to, you know, find each other and be selfless with the ball. So, um, you know, Marek has done a really good job playmaking from the forward spot as well. And you know, the guards have passed it around and, and found open teammates for shots. So, uh, spot spot on. I agree. Yeah, when we um, before you came on, we were talking about Marek. I mean, the the broadcasters wouldn't shut up about him and his ability to pass and just the vision he has and setting his setting his team up. You know, there was a couple he got to Griffin and, and Griffin gave him the you know basically the the one up thanks man or you know whatever. But um, yeah, the 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 passing has been awesome. And Joe, we touched on that last game. Some of it looks like James. Does some of it look like to you like it's going to be sloppy? And then it ends up being a bucket. And you're like, wow, you know, it's freaking night and day than what we're used to. So 
Uh, at Tony Staffieri, impressive balance on offense. Once again, hard to find much wrong, but something that will go under the radar is how bad they got bullied by Karnick inside. He isn't even close to some of the bigs they will face in the next month. Yes, uh, I, I think Rutgers provided a blueprint into the type of team that Syracuse is going to struggle with this year. And especially with Baramas and eBay out, that takes away one less big physical body in there. So I, I think any time that you have a really physical big in there, Syracuse is going to struggle with that, especially in the zone, especially with rebounding. We saw that with Rutgers' big bodies. And, you know, I do, I do worry about a team like North Carolina with four really good big men coming into the game. You know, how, how is Syracuse going to do against a team like that that they've traditionally struggled with with, with the 2-3 zone? Yeah, and obviously with Joe, with Sadibi, um, we talked about that before James came on, and that's going to be key. So, I mean, Yeah, well, I think and the, the one thing about Rutgers, too, is is that was just happened to be the game that, that Quincy fell in love with the uh, three-pointers three in the outside, staying outside the perimeter. Uh, I think that Quincy's going to have to realize that when there's certain teams that we play with certain size, he's going to have to kind of keep his uh, butt down in the paint and help Mark uh, because Mark's going to need that kind of help when – Obviously, CDB's out. Yeah. Um, at Big Big D Yanks fan, just realizing what that said on Twitter. At, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't proofread that handle. Alan Griffin has been... <laughs> Alan Griffin has been such a big pickup for SU. Still skeptical about how Cuse plays against ACC. BC isn't that good, to but isn't that good too? But you can find, you can build off this win. This is the team that needs to show all season long. So, uh, Alan Griffin. We wondered what Alan Griffin was going to be able to do. Um, we knew he was talented. We knew he was going to, we thought he was going to fit in with the zone. I think he's still trying to find his way there, but I mean, he's been phenomenal on offense. He's, he's been great. He's knocked down shots. You know, he's even, even in the first game coming off the bench, uh, he, he was strong. And then, you know, obviously with Marek sliding over and him starting now, he's, he looked great, man. His, his jump shots been pure. He knocked down six threes against BC and, uh, he gets to showcase a little bit more of his offensive game at Syracuse than what he's able to do at Illinois. So I think we've seen, you know, he's certainly been a little bit more of a complete offensive player than I thought he was coming into the year. Cause I thought he was just going to be kind of a catch and shoot guy, but um, yeah, he's been great. You know, d- defense still needs a little bit of work. Um, he's, he's rebounded fairly well, you know, for, for how slender he is, especially for, you know, his size and kind of how slim he is compared to some of the bigger guys out there. He's, He's been great. It's it's been huge for Syracuse to get him in the, into the lineup this year, and obviously getting the waiver has been a huge a huge tailwind for Syracuse. Yeah, I mentioned earlier uh, he's averaging uh, just over eighteen points a game, so which is pretty damn good. And we were wondering, yeah, yeah, yeah. if he can good? keep it up, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty. Did he good. break the game? Did he break the game? Bro- I don't know if he broke it. <laughs> no, I don't think he broke it. When you ask the crest, the question of can he come in and replace Elijah? It's, uh, I think that's I think still he's a, doing a damn good job. He's doing a good job, but isn't the competition of some of what we've seen? Well, part, I'm not saying up. that he's. I'm not saying he's above them. I mean, Elijah Hughes just got drafted, right? So I'm yeah. not trying to say that. But I understand there's that. Obviously, there's obviously things Elijah did that are that Allen did better, but um, but the growth of the rest of our team, the young players that come that have came in, um, and and the depth that we have, I just think overall, um, 
he's he's doing enough to obviously fill that role. Yeah, yeah it's, it, you bring up a good point. He's he's filled that void more than what we thought, right? Because I think kind of the rhetoric around it was, well, he's not going to replace Elijah. It's going to be more of a team collective and, and how the team helps fill in the void as a whole, which is true. I think everybody else has stepped up, but Griffin's been able to showcase a little bit more than maybe what we thought. And, and both can be mm-hmm. true. The, the competition's been yep. down to start the year, but he's, he's done a nice job. And Marek has found him on that back door too, which is really reminiscent of Elijah. It's, it's kind of scary how it looks just like Elijah there cutting back door and, and Griffin going in for a dunk. Yep. Yeah, it's been impressive, and he's going to be a fan favorite. I just, you know, we'll, we'll see how this year goes, and at the well, we'll see what how he does. You know, towards the end of the year, obviously he's working, getting in the NBA too as soon as he can. So um, it'll be interesting. All right, real quick before we get going. Let's do the rest of this here. Let's hear from Bet Online, the title sponsor for the Q's Motion Armchair Media. Now, unless you're James Zuba, you're probably not going to be able to get to get, get to a game this year, but you can still get in in all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sport. Sportsbook experts, thank you. Bet online now. You gearing up for the holidays, James? I'm getting ready, baby. You're getting ready. You know what you need to do? You need to gear up. Gift yourself. Gift yourself a shaving a shaving gift for the holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped, buddy. The perfect package 3.0. It's all set up just for you, man. The revolutionary company Manscaped mm. has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. Technology so this trimmer does not cut below the belt. It's also waterproof and you can use it in the shower. Why would you? I don't know, but you can. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside <laughs> the brand new perfect package 3.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trim cut free and smelling great below the belt and uh you know you don't want to be like joe james you don't use the same trimmer right right on your on your nuts as you use on your face okay (laughs) it's just nasty i know it's so gross isn't it it's unbelievable uh and he's he's so he's quiet so you know it's true The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Reserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. The Perfect Package will also come with... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep you feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped. Go get yourself, your dad, your brother, your buddy. Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you, Manscaped. All right. Let's see. Who do we got next? Who's next? Who's next? Oh, to Facebook. To, we, to Facebook we go. Nate says, BC is no records, but it was a good confidence booster, balanced scoring, good shooting, pretty good defense, a lot to like. Now, look, we... We haven't beat a team like that in the ACC ever. Okay? It was an ACC game. BC might suck. We might be really good. It could be a combo of both. You know, maybe we're not, you know, maybe we're mediocre. Maybe they suck. You know, they've put up some fights. Their record sucks. But, you know, you're playing ACC basketball. and You win 101 to 63. So, obviously not Rutgers, but... You know, you got to be able to take something away from it, right? Yeah, it's, it's still an impressive outing. You know, that's the most Syracuse has scored in four years. Um, yeah. yeah as the, the DO reported as well, that's the largest margin of victory Syracuse has had in the ACC. That includes the first year when Syracuse was 25-0. and 0. Now, you know, that team was a little bit different. But, no, it's, it's still impressive, even, even with BC's record and, like I said, I I, th- I really do think BC is a little bit better than what their record has shown to this point. Um, but yeah, I think both could be true. You know, it's maybe not the best team in the ACC that you played, uh, but still a, an impressive outing nonetheless. And it was something we haven't seen Syracuse do in a long time. Uh, Matt says on Facebook, at least Boston has good food. Those BC players can appreciate. Like like what? Boston cream pies? What else? Name one, Joe. Well, James James went there, right? So, did you go eat something specific to Boston? Uh, I got some pizza, but did it suck? And it was good. It was. No, no, it was it was it was good. Yeah, it was good. But I, I don't like. Is, is Boston known for their food? I, I don't. I don't know. Their beans, lobster, and and the clam chata. They're known for their lobster. Right? Is that right? I got that right? Maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, Mahir on Facebook, great balanced effort. Happy to see Buddy back in, in uh, great game from Joe. Finally seemed relaxed, energized on D. Hard to take too much from this game, but they can they came out ready to play, and I think once the D becomes back, it should be at least an eight-man rotation. Clean up some of the sloppy turnovers, but great effort. Any road win is a good win. Absolutely. Tons of great points here. Let's start from the last one. Road win at Boston. Now, we know we don't have fans. I don't know if the road dynamic, obviously the road dynamic is not even close to the same. Right, but you're still leaving. You're still leaving your comfort zone, right? Yeah, I would say that the home team still has an inherent advantage just because they're familiar with the environment. Right. You know, you're familiar with the rims. You played there before, and if you are an away team, it's presumably the first time you've played there all season. Um, and for the returning players, you know, maybe they've played there once or twice before, but you you lose any familiarity with with the year. So yeah, you, you don't have the crowd environment, but there still is you know, kind of that component of familiarity. Uh, Joe. What would you think the ratio is? For what? Oh, I mean, I don't know. The home field like advantage much, with the fans? What's, what's, I think you take away more... at least at least 50% of it. At least. Maybe more. I mean, environment versus crowd like it, noise. It, it, depend, it depends, right? Because, like, if you're Duke, I would argue, like, the Cameron Crazies in that environment is probably – like 70% of it. Right. Yeah. You know, just kind right. of having the student section on top of you screaming things. They've got the, they're doing the hex. They got their arms out at you. Like for a person that hasn't seen that before, that's like, whoa, you know, yeah. what, what is this? Um, at a place like Boston college, yeah, maybe it's 40, 50%. I, I don't know. Um, but like, on, even on like a, a good night at BC, the fans aren't coming out. And when Syracuse usually goes there, it's usually pro Syracuse. Yeah. So it might've actually hurt Syracuse. Yeah. More by not having fans at the, the away game. That's but a that's, that's a good point. It's over fifty percent for Syracuse, though. Yeah. That home. yeah. Oh yeah. That dome gets loud. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Joe, uh, uh, Mahir's talking about when Sadi becomes back, eight man rotation. I don't see how you can't have at least eight man rotation, right? Uh, a a solid one. Uh, You're not sure. Dependent dependent on the game. I don't know. Well, true. Yeah, I know. I know. Depending on the game, but you got to think about you got at least Griffin or Quincy coming off, right? Well, and, you're yeah, but you're pushing Mark to the side, right? So you're pushing Mark. No, you're starting Mark. Huh? Yes, exactly. It comes down to Woody. It all it's comes like, down to if you're going to play Woody or right. not. And to this point, he's yeah. played well enough to where I don't right. think you can leave him on the bench based right. on what he's given you. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. You got you got Griffin, Richmond, and Woody. I mean, those are your guys, right? So. Um, and you put Mark wherever you put Mark. Where he guy can play almost <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he can play point if you really need him. To. No, I'm just kidding. He'd bring but, the ball yeah, up. You know, Kadari's playing. Kadari's playing guard, so yeah. that's a given. And it just comes down to if you're going to play that other forward or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would lean towards yes. I would lean towards an eight man rotation. I think. I think it, I don't think that's a stretch. I know it's. No. I know. And, and Beheim Beheim has gone deep before. Like when he has had guys. Mm-hmm. In two, I know it's rare, but when, you know, in 2011, 2012, you know, James Sutherland was ninth or 10th man. So he's, he's played guys before. It's just been a matter of are the guys that are that deep on his bench good enough to play? And in recent years, that answer has been no. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Happy to see uh, Buddy back, obviously, and, and great game for Joe. Joe's just his, his, his consistency. He needs to become more consistent for me. I, I just... 
when he when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's really bad. It's like no happy medium sometimes with him. It's either he's 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 on or he's not. Uh, let's see, Steve on Facebook. Great effort by everyone. Dolly was outstanding in post. Uh, great passing all around. Winning effort. All reserves. Re- uh, all reserves received good, useful playing time. Keep it up. This team will do well. Yeah, the passing with Dolja. I mean, um, how awesome is he? We just talked. We just touched on it a second ago, but the dude's awesome. I mean, I don't. Enough said. Um, right? <laughs> anybody have anything to add to that? <laughs> uh, at baptized by fire seventy five. This was uh, fun to listen to. I didn't. He didn't get to watch the game and got to listen to it. A complete team effort. Road wins build confidence and to put up a hundred for the first time in ACC play with a team not everyone was high on feels good. Um, yeah, what was the, what was the, I didn't read like too much like predict Syracuse basketball prediction stuff, James, and you're in the business. So what, what was the, I mean, I know that projection was somewhere around what seventh or eighth in, in ACC play. I mean, we're, we got to buy, sell or hold. We'll, we'll answer some of that, but was that pretty much the consensus all the way around was kind of middle of the pack ACC team? Yeah. Even a little bit higher, you know, Syracuse was picked to finish seventh at the preseason ACC poll. Uh, by media voters. So I actually thought that was a little too high. Like coming into the season, I, I would have pegged Georgia Tech actually above Syracuse, which hasn't turned out to be too good, although they did beat Kentucky. Um, but the, the middle of the pack is tough this year in, in the ACC. So, um, you know, maybe Syracuse can get to that seven or maybe even a little bit higher based on what they've, they've done so far. Uh, one one more for fan feedback. We'll do buy, seller holds. Jesse, F, F around and watch Kadari transfer. Dior Johnson is looking like a genius for withdrawing his commit because he wouldn't have seen the floor on Joe Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, Kadari is shooting 20% better from the field, been to the line three times more, and shooting f- uh, a better free throw percentage than Joe. He's better at getting the boards and has six and has six more, three more assists than Joe, and is better passer in general. Three more blocks, eight more steals, four less turnovers. Now I didn't fact check all this, but what you, he's making the comparison to have Joe come off the bench. Now there's been a lot of clamoring for James. You're on Twitter all the time. And Joe Joe's not so much, but you know. So you you see it. I mean, I I think I understand where Jesse's coming from, but. I I don't think um, it's out of the realm of possibility, you know, if Joe can't get his stuff together. But right now, I don't know. What do you think, James? Obviously, Coach started Joe, and there was you know speculation that he might not have, right? Just because of the way he was playing, but he did. Um, he went off. What did he end up scoring? What did seventeen points? He shot great, five for seven, right? Yeah. So from three, so really good. What do you think? Pretty good. Just just when you thought you were done hearing about Dior Johnson, coming back, <laughs> huh? we were done talking about. That. I don't know how you go from Kadari. Dior, Dior Johnson, never heard of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean I, I get that Kadari's looked great. He's played really strong. He didn't look. BC was probably his worst game of the year, and he didn't play all that terrible. He still had four steals. Yeah, he's he top nine ten points. in the country now in steals. Yeah. So he's probably, you know, your your best defender in the two three zone and. He's looked really good. Where I think it gets a little bit lost on people is that Joe, Joe Girard had a really good freshman year. And Bayheim is kind of operating under the sense of, okay, he's, 
he's not going to play this bad forever. And he's going to kind of get back to that, that level where he was, and he should be even a little bit better this year. So I think that's what Bayheim is seeing is that, okay, hold on. Yeah. He's not playing great right now, but let's, let's give him a little bit of time. And to your point, like I, I, I still think the jury's out. I'm not willing to say that the slump is over because he could just, just as easily go out this week and have another bad shooting. Totally. performance. We thought he was out of the, the slump before Rutgers and then he played how he played at Rutgers. So let's, let's wait and see. But I, but I think on the whole, you, you know, that Joe isn't going to play this bad all season. And if he, but if he does for, you know, I don't think it's going to happen to talk out of both sides of my mouth here. If he does, then, okay. All right. Then you, at some point you got to put Kadari back at, at starting point guard and say, he's just better and he's got to get more minutes. But I, I don't think right now that Bayheim thinks that's what's going to happen. And that's why he's starting Joe. And by the way, mm-hmm. the previous games, you didn't really have much of a choice because you didn't have Buddy Bayheim. So, right. Right. Joe. And honestly, well, with that too, uh, last year with Jalen Carey and everybody else, uh, I mean, Joe, we talked about it before. Joe was kind of forced in there, right? I mean, not like he had to go in there, but he, he took, took it from Jalen, everybody else, some injuries, played better than Howard Washington. So, Last year, uh, Joe got away with some things defensively that, you know, when you have depth, you're going to get yanked if yeah. you're Bayheim. So sure. that's really where I come from. As long as Joe doesn't allow if those games where he's not hitting, if he doesn't allow that to get into his head and bleed into his defensive game, then he's going to be good. But it's nice to know that we yeah. have that guy that had to play 36 minutes last year that now, oh, okay, you don't want to play defense. Well, then Kadari's going to come in. We might lose some offense, but, I mean, like to, to your point, he's going to get four or five steals a game if he's averaging around 30 minutes. Um, and I, I said it last, last podcast that he's absolutely the best defender on the top of that two, three zone. So if Joe wants to come out and play like he did against Boston college, then it'll kind of go the way that it did on Saturday. If he wants to play the way that he did against Rutgers, then Kadari might play more than him. So, cause we surely have the offense and other people, to, to pick up for Joe. Um, the, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but you know, right now we're in, he's going to stick with Joe, obviously. And we got, yeah. we got in, um, well, he played but, good enough defense. Well, this he, last game. he did, but yeah. you know, like the last game, you know, what was he? Uh, I don't even have it. What was it? Six. Do turn? you remember back in the day when we had all the, the, the depth? Yes. And every time someone missed an assignment on defense, it would get yanked. Out, yeah, out, absolutely. Out. Yeah, Gerard, um, what, three points. Um, he only had two turnovers. He's just coming off a game where he did have six. Yeah, uh, one of six. Yeah, at Ryder. One of six at Rutgers. Um, so, like I said, his thing's consistency. If he can remain consistent, he's going to stay there. And and Kadari coming off the bench is going to be six-man material, like, you know, all day. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, let's do some buy, seller holds. Boys, I'm sorry that ran a little long. Thank you, everybody, for the, the, the fan feedback, man. It's been really great as uh, basketball started, and we got to talk about some different things other than a quarterback. Uh, Tor- <laughs> <laughs> Torian on Facebook. Torian does this right. He does this right every time. And there, it, it's funny because when we do, when we do the, um, when we switch to full basketball, it's like you, you see this, whole different set yep. of people coming mm-hmm. out of the woodwork on social media, Facebook and Twitter, which is great. I love it. And it's a bigger yep. crowd. It's, it's like, a... oh, where'd you go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, football. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Uh, buy, sell, or hold. Kadari Richmond will take, well, overtake Joe at the starting point guard by the end of the season. 
So we just kind of touched on this, but it's a buy, sell, or hold now. So now you've, now you've got to come up with a real answer, and we got to hear it. Look, there is no holds. It's 2020, all right? It's buy or sell. No, it's too, it's too easy. It's too easy, and we only got four of them. All right, fine. We'll do four with one hold. Those are the rules. And I can change the rules anytime I want, by the way. Oh, here we go. So let's go. Guess first. What is this a dictatorship? <laughs> no, you're a dictator, buddy. Go. <laughs> James. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just kind of went over. I, Joe, Joe's going to play well uh, over the long haul. He might be a little bit inconsistent still to get there. But I think, you know, Bayheim started him in this game, obviously. And uh, he's going to be loyal to that. And he knows that Joe's going to play better on the whole over the course of the season as it goes on. So uh, I, I don't think Adari's stepping up, barring injury or something else happening. Um, I, I think, yeah, Joe, Joe's got that unlocked. All right, Joe. I'm going to hold. I'm going to use my hold on question one. Wow. Yep. Better use it before he takes it away. Hey, Jeez. I'm just going to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? You never know. What the it doesn't hell? roll over to next year. So, no, uh, it's basically just what I want to get. What we just talked it about. It comes down to cons- consistency. Yeah. If Joe... If that whole not playing off, I can see a situation where he starts and sees how he starts. And if he didn't, isn't having a good start and kind of misses some assignments on defense, pull him real quick. But um, I can see that going for a little while. But to say to the end of the year, uh, we don't really we've seen players throughout seasons just get so much better once the game slows down. And Kadari just seems like a player that once that game slows down, I mean, he's going to be special and if he's doing that on defense and then he learns how to kind of score in different ways that Joe does, because a lot of guys shoot threes, then I can see, I can see the move, but um, it's going to be my hold. It's going to be your hold. I am going to, I I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and just buy. Okay. Joe's kind of had consistency problems. Once if Sadivi comes back and these things happen and we're playing, we're in. You know, I know this this schedule is kind of scattered for a little bit, but once it looks like once we, I guess anything can happen at any time. But once we get past Georgetown, it's slated ACC. So and that's going to be you know around that time where we're going to probably know what's what's going to be able to be expected from Joe. But um, like Joe, like you said, Joe. Um, when he, he even said the game's just super fast for him right now. It's just the transition from high school uh, to college, which we see in a lot of freshmen. And he's already kind of like a couple head steps ahead of where some, some people in the past have been. Joe was thrown into it last year. You have a choice. Um, and so I think, I think we might see it happen before, before the end of the year. I don't give a what you or anybody else thinks or writes. Okay. You got that? Take notes. Well, I mean, <laughs> all three of us had different answers, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm Daryl. I'm sorry, buddy. I, look, look, should we do this? You guys, you guys, tell me. This is a buy seller hold. Uh, Joe Girard will fall sh- well short of expectations as a sophomore this season. Uh, we we kind of hit on it. I I don't I don't know if he'll fall well short. I would sell. Who's expectations? Lightning round. Whose expectations? Come on, Joe. Just use your your expectations, personal expectations. Daryl's expectations. Daryl's expectations. Daryl. Daryl is on on Joe Gerard like fly on poop. Um. (laughs) Uh. Let's see. Uh, Oh, Dominic Richmond and Newton will average a combined seventeen points a game this season. So I looked this up, just as a reference. 
Right now, they're averaging a combined 16.7 points so far. So, uh, I mean, I, I would buy. I would buy. We're going to see, the, you know, with the playing time that's going to be granted here soon. But I, I'm going to buy because I think it's fun and I think it would be great. So, what do you say, Joe? No, you like to be wrong. All right. Um, so, I think when Sadibi gets back, I don't think Newton's going to get the minutes, and Kadari, I don't think, is being looked at as the main score. So, um, doesn't mean that they're not going to help, but we don't need their 17 points. We probably so, won't. So, we probably won't. So, I, think I was going to say exactly what Joe said with, you know, once Sadibi comes back, that might cut into Woody's, Woody's uh, minutes a little bit. Um, certainly an impressive start by both of those guys. And yeah, I don't think Kadari is going to be asked to score a ton as the season goes along. And he's going to get less minutes too with, with Gerard and, and Bayheim back in the fold. So, um, which, which isn't such a terrible thing. It's a good problem to have, but uh, I'll, yeah, I'll say sell under 17. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. That's going to be a fun one to come back to. Let's remember that. Um, one more. Jesse Cuse will finish. Top four in the ACC, Joe. <laughs> hmm. Sure would have liked to have my hold. Um. <laughs> oh, Come on, you bum. I'm going to buy. Okay. I am. I just think looking at the rest of the league, I don't know. If this whole uh, lockdown and coronavirus and all this stuff, I mean, you never really know, obviously, with that and, and all the protocols and everything. But you're looking at Duke and, I, you know, your brother, Sean, is a Duke fan. And he even told me the other day, he's like, you know, this freshman class, just it's not like the other freshman classes that are going to come in and and bring this, you know, the the experienced players and all the guys, the returners to a, to a higher level. And he just doesn't feel like it's the same way. And I got a buddy at. At work, that's a North Carolina fan. He's feeling the same way. Um, I just I feel like we have a lot of returning parts on top of how Alan Griffin fits with us. That um, I don't really think that there's too many teams that are gonna, that are better than us. Yeah, I mean it feels that way. In the ACC, in the Sorry, ACC, wanna... yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about. The ACC. I think the uh, ACC could have a down year this year. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. The ACC Big Ten Challenge was uh, was a good example of what the hell's going on there. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, that was uh, not good. No, it was very <laughs> bad. But if I remember right, they, we lost that last year too. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and buy, just because I'm feeling so positive today, and. <laughs> And I just, I just want to, you know, I just, I, that's what I want. That's what I want. So I'm buying it, which is a horrible way to do that. It's a horrible way yeah. to do that. James, hey, well, they're your rules, luck, buddy, right? I mean, I just try not to hold because that's one I would have, just for the record. Your world, hold on, hold on, your hold on. rules, your world, buddy. You, listen, Joe, just for the record, I don't use holds because I'm not a weenie. But <clears> if, <throat> if I was going to use a hold, it would have been on that one. James. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use my hold before you take it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Yeah, the, the ACC is a little bit down this year. I haven't really liked what I've seen. Florida State's looked good. Uh, Virginia hasn't looked as good as they've been in the past. Their offense certainly 
hasn't been good. Um, defense hasn't been nearly as good as it's been in the past. Go right on down the list. You know, this this isn't as talented of a Duke team as we've seen. Uh, North Carolina needs to find a shooter. You know, you can go on, <laughs> on this Louisville team. Um, so there, there's a possibility that Syracuse can get there, but um, the, the the league might provide that opportunity. But at the same time, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. We we haven't seen quite enough out of Syracuse to this point. Um, it's you know a big win over Boston College, that's for sure. But Boston College is still projected to be toward the bottom of the league. So um, let's let's see. We have no idea how this is going to play out with, in terms of games getting canceled and how you know the, the league standing shake out. But um, you know let's 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 pump the brakes. I'm going to use my hold and uh, TBD on that. Okay. Well, that was fun. I just don't know I how many a, teams I'm afraid of. I, yeah, I don't either. That's what I'm saying. That's a fair point. Yeah. Like when we come out and shoot the way that we did this past game, you're talking about almost 59% from field goal, over 50% three pointers, 11 to 12. Uh, everything was. What Could team? What team are we not going to beat in the ACC shooting like that? I just yeah. That's that's not going to happen every night. I no, I, of course you, not. You're it's, absolutely right. There, you could be if you shoot like that, you could beat anybody. Well, it comes down to it's going to come down to defense, and if they can score. And they can play defense. Now, look, they're not going to be able to play defense like they did against Boston College every game. It's not going to happen because, you know, people are going to hit some of those shots. But they did rotate good on defense, and they weren't collapsing like they were against Rutgers, which was an atrocity how they how they played defense that game. And as long as they can be disciplined and play that type of defense, at least that type of energy, then I think there's a good chance shooting – even close to that is going to garner a lot of wins. That's where I'm at. Here, here's here's a quick one um, from me. Um, quick one. Buy, sell, or hold the full NCAA season will be followed through. In other words, ACC. You know, whatever we got slated for regular season games, ACC tournament of some kind in NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean that's that's a totally separate issue, a totally. But I'll, I'll go I'll go with buy because I think it's going to happen. Um, th- there's a lot going on with the sport right now, and we we've seen games get canceled. I, I don't think the the NCAA, you know, moral or not, and we we could have that conversation. I think it's separate. I think they just want to get to the end. I don't think they care what happens in the interim, and I think that they'd be willing to adjust certain rules in terms of. And see, like, like if Duke goes on pause for the foreseeable future and doesn't have enough games, they're going to do what was done kind of with Ohio State and low, yeah. lower the standards to make sure that they get in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I, think, I think that's not the problem. What, what happens is in the middle ground and with games getting canceled and so on and so forth, um, but, I, but I think the end is too important, moral or not, to happen. That they're going to make sure that that tournament gets played no matter what. Well, so I, I'm I'm confident that the NCAA tournament's gonna gonna happen. Um, you know, may, maybe it gets delayed and pushed back. I don't foresee yeah. that, but I think the NCAA tournament's gonna happen. I mean, I, I would I would buy. I just look at how they did college football. I thought they did a great job with that. I think every team, every conference, you know, the Big Ten started a little late, but I think they everybody did a pretty good job with that. Syracuse never even had a positive test. 
So, um, and I think that with the scare that we had earlier this season with Buddy and the contact tracing and all that, I think that SU is going to be a little bit more cautious. Now, it's not SU that I'm really worried about. It's the other teams. So, you know, if, if the other teams aren't doing their part to where, you know, we can play games, if games are getting canceled because of the opponent, then, you know, that's going to be another issue. But I think it can be done with the way – uh, they started doing it now, you know, the, the cases and all this, these things are on the rise the, you know, the cases and positive tests are all on the rise right now. So if we were going to see it locked down, locked down, uh, we would be seeing it. I think we would be seeing it. So with that said, I think it yeah. happens. Well, and basketball is different too than football. Yeah, I understand because that. You, I mean, you need a huge delay. I mean, you got some conferences that they've chosen to basically – play teams back to back yeah that's i mean and we're going to talk in about way, that in a second yeah we're going to get to that later but uh, i mean you got basketball where you go back to back acc tournaments you play night 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 i mean yeah until until it's over right so uh you can't do that in football so it's it's, it's a little bit easier in basketball to make up games reschedule games um just schedule northeastern right in the middle of the week right so yeah we can do that, and that's how some games can get made up. And again, if it has to get delayed, to James' point, to make up some games so that everybody gets their fair meets share their of quota. whatever non-conference camp and meets their quota, yeah. then that's what we need to do. And if it has to be a you know April madness, then so be it. Yeah, so, some of these things are separate. Too. So you're like, buying, Joe? The, the AC. No, I'm buying. Go ahead, James. Sorry, he didn't answer the question. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, the, some of these things are like separate issues because the, the NCAA, what they can do is put on a tournament and crown a champion. Like they're not going to come down and make the ACC play games or play the ACC tournament. Like that, that's a conference issue. Right. So the ACC could, in theory, cancel the ACC tournament, and yet the ACC teams, if they so wanted to, to accept the bid, they would go on and play in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, some some of these things are separate, but. You know, if, if the question is, you know, does the NCAA tournament get played, I, I think the answer is yes. All right. Good. We all bought. We all agree for once. Fine. It's awesome. All right. So we, mad we, about it? we mentioned – no, I love it. I got trounced. You guys kind of, you know, went against me a little bit there on buy, sell, or hold. I kind of got trounced. You know, we'll see what happens at the end of all this. But, but you know, <laughs> I'm feeling a little down. So I'm glad that I met met up with you guys at least once. Okay, don't none of that. Okay, uh, look. So we talked about scheduling the game this Wednesday. Syracuse is going to play Northeastern. Do we know where it's going to be played at yet? I assumed it was at the Dome, but I never, I never saw it's it. It's going to be at the Dome. Syracuse yeah. would not go to Northeastern. Okay, yeah. well, that's, that's that's what I thought, but it never. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goodman has reported that Syracuse has not come out officially and said that that game is going to take place. Um, if if Goodman's reporting it, you know, I I would think that that's good. Um, but, you know, the contracts have been a little bit more uh, cumbersome this year with new language and things around Corona. So it could be just, the, you know, sort of a finalizing detail sort of thing that Syracuse hasn't come out yet officially. But, yeah, that game's expected to be played Wednesday. All right, Wednesday at um, 7.30-ish yeah. well, or We're going to pretend like it is. Yeah, we're going to pretend like it is right now. Syracuse <laughs> leads. It is, it isn't. We're going to pretend. Yeah, Syracuse leads the all-time series with Northeastern 7-0. to First time they played was in 1975. The last time they played was December 4th, 2018, a 72-49 win. Howard Battle, Chuku Brissett, 
in Hughes, starting 5% with 21 points and 14 rebounds. The Huskies have played UMass twice so far this season. They dropped the first one, but they won the second one this afternoon. Um, they played their first game on Friday, and like I said, they played today. They're trying to make up some of the uh, COVID cancellations. They were supposed to play Bryant, and Bryant's only playing in conference. So they're just trying to uh, get their get their get meet their quota. Uh, James, what do you know about Northeastern? Absolutely nothing. Okay, Joe, what do you know about Northeastern? I'm just playing, James. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I have nothing else to add. I haven't done any sort of research. Oh, okay. Scouting on them. Joe, well, I have. Joe, I see Joe nerded up on his computer right now. Let's see what he's got. I don't really have too much, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm kind of looking at the box scores and the way that these games went back-to-back. I guess UMass, obviously, they tied 1-1, which I don't know what happened. Why does UMass in the Colonial? Or are they not in the Colonial? I don't know why they're playing twice. No, they're in the A-10, so why are they playing twice? That makes no sense. Anyway. I think they're just trying to get the games in. UMass traditionally in the A-10, I mean, it's a better conference than the Colonial, and... um, the fact that they went one and one is a little impressive, I guess. But uh, they got a little six foot guard, Tyson Walker, who's uh, leading them in points. And uh, it looks like he's getting a lot of them from the line. He's a, a penetrating and going to the line and stuff like that. And we don't play man to man. So I don't know how that's really going to help with them. And again, they're a colonial team. So they're a little bit smaller. I think the tallest guys that plays is six nine. So. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to really go down. So are you making like, this up? Huh? <laughs> you making this up? Hey, you can fact check me. Fake it till you make no, it. There's not that much, dude. There's really not that much. I don't really want to go into too much detail for a team like this. Um, like yeah, we you, talked you about it before. It's kind of the same thing with Ryder, Niagara, that kind of stuff. Should have heard um, his Ryder preview. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, okay. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll have fun. They're small. They got a little guard that likes to try to penetrate and get fouled and go the line. He's a pretty good free throw shooter. Tallest guy, six, nine. They're not, I mean, you know, you know, that's all we got. This is very, prof- got, very professional. James, are you I going here and act like I know? Are you go? I asked you earlier. You said you didn't know if you're going, are you going to go? If if it's official, if it's a real game and it takes place at 7 p.m., then I, then I would be there. Yeah. Sweet, I hate you. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I'm so jealous. James, all right, James and Joe, exit question, <sighs> exit question, and you guys are dismissed. Then I'm catching you both off guard. Joe, we do this every year, but I wanted to do. We're we're getting to that the, that time of year. It's the Christmas season. What are your top five Christmas movies, Joe? This year, mine are fluid. You want me to go first? I'll go first. Why are you yeah, doing go, this to me? Yeah, you go first. Mine, mine always change. Mine always change. So, so <laughs> I'm not going to have the argument this year. We're not going to have the argument, by the way. So I know about Die Hard. Yeah, uh, I, I've always got to go. I've always got to go with Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. Love that. Love that. So good. And also Jim Carrey's Grinch. Home Alone, the kids have been watching. They love it. The, the original one is great. It really is. And then Christmas Vacation, that's a classic. You have to always watch it. And Elf, so good. So good. Joe? I pictured you as a Christmas with the cranks kind of guy. That's good, too. That's good, too. See, it, it, it almost comes down to what I've watched 
in more than once this year. And because the kids, they, you know, they're into the Christmas movie thing constantly. So, um, you know, that was the bulk of what's been on. Joe, Joe's looking up top, top hundred Christmas movies of all time right no, now. No, actually, I, it's, it's, it's funny. I just actually watched, um, the Jim Carrey, a Christmas Carol a couple of days ago with the kids. Was it actually wasn't time? that bad. Wasn't that but, bad. Uh, you know what I just watched last night? Me and my son watched it. Scrooged. With yeah, Bill Murray. Scrooged is it's gonna be yeah, that's that's in my top five. Is it Christmas Vacation? Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Uh what about planes, trains, and automobiles? That's a Thanksgiving movie. Ah, oh, damn. All right. So, uh God. I do like I do enjoy a Christmas story. It's so, good. A it's Christmas, good. A Christmas story. Um Scrooged. Scrooge, Christmas Vacation, Christmas Vacation, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Die Hard. Which How the Grish, Grinch Stole Christmas? Which one? Jim Carrey, uh, the original? The original. Okay, original's great. James, what do you got? So I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I'm not a big movie guy. I'm not. I'm certainly not a big Christmas movie guy. Mm, um, number wow. number one would be Die Hard. So let me let me say that it is a Christmas movie. It happens at Christmas. Love Bruce Willis. Love John McClane. Um, actually, just one of my favorite movies, period. Um, so I, I love it. I just love the theme of guy that's not supposed to be there, who's just a monkey in the wrench and decides to do all the right things and comes out to hero. I, I love it. I just love the story. So that, that would be, like, by far and away number one. But as, as it relates to, like, traditional Christmas movies, you really got me. I mean, like... He's um, got one. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like, give me the... Island of the Misfit Toys, that's cool, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. Nobody wants a Charlie <laughs> in the box. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> messed up my complete top five. What, did you scroll through the rest of the list of 100, Joe, and realized you forgot some? No, not 100, but I'm just saying. I mean, isn't there like that, Christ- that uh, Christmas um, work party? What is that, like the newest one? There was like this whole, there was a work party, and it, who's in that? It was a comedy. Forget what it's called, but Bad Santa is definitely in it. Never saw Bad, Bad Santa. Santa. Okay. You never seen Bad Santa. No. Oh God. Office Christmas party. That's what I'm. Billy Bob Thornton. Come on, man. He like throws the beer. No, dude, you've never you've never seen Bad Santa. I don't. Show? I don't think I have. If I have, it was like a long time ago. It's an older one, right? You have to mid '90s, maybe. It's early early 2000s. Early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I've probably seen it, but I'm not. It's not like one of that I go back to. Two thousand three. Okay, well, it's not one that I, that I would go back to. Well, I mean, you can't watch it with your kids. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I real I realized that. Yeah, I realized that Scrooge was borderline, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, <laughs> Dylan would have been good. Yeah. yeah, Dylan, he was fine. He was fine. All right. Well, that James, that was disappointing. I'll I'll, I'll guess. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. That's yeah, it's okay. I, that's okay. Yeah, I know. My right? ex-girlfriends all say the same thing, so that's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of Christmas. Joe is screw. I love Christmas. I love the music. I love the lights. I love the feels. I love the freaking movies. I'm all about it. No. My Christmas I mean, stuff sure goes up the day now. after the day after the day after Halloween. My all that stuff comes down from the attic. Bring it. Yep, I'm that guy. People hate me for it, too. But that's fine. I don't care. James, All right. funny story. The reason is because he used to actually 
have a part time job. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's an elf. Here's an elf joke. So (laughs) it was only, you know, before he started growing facial hair, you know, it was, yeah. So I walked right into the elf joke. That's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll have to talk more about that off the air. Yeah. Listen, (laughs) hey, I appreciate all of you who who participated in fan feedback. Thanks for all that. The buy seller holds. Thanks again for those. Uh, Thank you to Bet Online, Manscaped, and uh, James for coming on. Thank you, James. For for James and Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Hey. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.